What up, what up, what up? How are y'all? Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast, where we talk all about being that bitch. I'm your host, Allie. I am so excited to have y'all here. I know we're a day late and a dollar short. We usually air on Wednesdays, but you know, sometimes shit happens and that shit just puts us day behind. But we're going to call it delayed gratification. Have y'all ever... (laughs) You guys know the type of podcast this is. You guys know, like, if you're doing edging, if you don't know what edging is, GTS, Google that shit. And, like, you get edged to the point where you're, like, pissed off. And then, finally, gratification. That's kind of what we're doing. I'm going to tease you guys a little bit with the podcast episode until eventually it comes. And you're like, oh, my God. (sighs) Finally. I know. I know. I know. I'm out there. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Y'all know I love me some smutty books. And basically everything gets turned into a smut reference. So if you're new here, hi, welcome to the shit show. Party of one. I am your host, Allie. And this is just a clusterfuck of a podcast. So welcome. Hopefully you have been eased in. And if not, welcome to the deep end. Sink or swim, motherfuckers. This podcast is a little bit about everything. If you're new here, I feel like a lot of you guys are, you know, OG, like ride or die. So, you know, you're you're used to my shenanigans. But if you're not, get ready because they're, they're intense. So anyways, I'm really excited for this week's episode. We're going to kind of do a continuation of the conversation we had last week when we talked all about the mindset of I'm not getting results fast enough. So this week we're going to talk all about when things don't go as planned or changing your mindset from it's never too late. You know, like a lot of us think it's too late. It's never too late. So that is what this episode's about. But like we do every single episode, let's do a smut roundup. I feel like since this is the last podcast in September, because we're going to October, which we got spooky season coming up in October. And y'all, do I have a TBR that will freak the freakiest fuckers out? Like I have concocted the perfect spooky season TBR that I literally should be crowned spooky queen. So that's that. And my book club. So I do a book club within my boot camp. I'll, I'll get to the point, but eventually, yeah, you know me, eventually I get to the point. I do a book club with my boot camp. So if you don't know, I am an online health and fitness coach. I host monthly boot, boot, boot camps. And within my boot camp, we have book club because I am a big community person and I need friends and they're like my rider dies. So this month for October, we are going to be reading Hunting and Haunting Adeline. So if you want to read along with us, even if you're not in the boot camp, like, Read along with us so we can talk in the DMs because I have heard that this book will freak you the fuck out, but it's also spicy AF. So we are starting it at the beginning of October. So if you want to start it with us, read it along and then DM me all of your takes because I need to know. I love talking about books like books and fitness. I, I can talk about them all day, every day, forever. So anyways, I will post on my Instagram, though, the um, Spooky Season TBR. I'll do a whole reel. So if you want to see that, make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'll get it posted by the beginning of October. I just got to get it recorded. Do y'all know how fucking long reels take to record? I swear, I don't know how some bitches do it. Like recording and like posting like three reels a day. I am like, that's exhausting. I am not that creative to come up with that much shit, but also they are time consuming. So anyhow, 
that's neither here nor there. But I will get that posted, so the spooky season TBR. But let's do a September roundup. So I know last week we talked about the Four Horsemen series, which you guys know has got a chokehold on me still to this day. If you need like morally gray fucked up men, that is your series. Now, what have I read this week that is noteworthy? Y'all, if you loved Pen Pal, so it's by JT Jessinger. She also, she, I'm not sure if it's a she or a he, not 100% sure. We're going to go with she because, but anyway, that's not, that's not the point. Perfect Stranger. So if you loved Pen Pal, which we know it mind fucked so many of us, Perfect Stranger mind fucked me to the 10th degree. I will tell you I get really, so I am not a big like thriller fan because I get book anxiety. And by book anxiety, I mean, if I can't figure out the direction it's going, it makes me really anxious. And like I get sweaty palms and I get really stressed out. And then I get like book anxiety. So this book gave me book anxiety, but it also had spice. It also like gave me something to cheer for. But I will tell you, I have never felt more manipulated in my entire life than when I was reading this book. Like, I literally felt so manipulated by the author, I feel like I need to bill her for my therapy that is needed after reading this book. That is how good it was. I was literally sitting in the Duncan parking lot, because I don't want to say too much, right? Because I don't want to give it away. But I was sitting in the Duncan like, drive-thru and like staring off into space, literally still like three hours later contemplating what the fuck happened. And people were like honking behind me and I was like, oh shit, like I zoned out. I can't tell you the chokehold that this book has on me, but because it's like the fact that you think you know what's coming, but you have no idea. Like the author is really good about like breadcrumbing things that you feel like are relevant. You feel like are going to have something to do with the plot. Like for this book, like there's an unlocked door or, you know, like, um, he talks about being a lifeguard or something. Like you think those have something to do with the plot. But they have absolutely nothing to do with the plot. And then you're like, why the, like, what? What just happened? So you all need to read that book. Like, read Perfect Stranger by JT Jessinger. And once you do, DM me and you can share in my anxiety and need for therapy. Because I'm telling you that book will own your entire life. Um, It's not really... I don't know. I would say a suspense romance. There's no age gap, nothing like that. I would just say a suspense, suspense romance is the trope. So that is the top tier book from the last week. Now we also read two. I've been in a taboo phase. Y'all know, like I am a hoe for a good taboo. So we read we, as in me, I, I, some of you guys have been giving me shit because I say we, I say we, because I include you with me always. I feel like I take y'all with me everywhere. I mean, I'm basically surrounded by, you know, Instagram stories or everything all the time. So I say we, so don't let it freak you the fuck out. But anyways, I have read a couple taboo books this month, but two from um, Pam Godwin, Dark Notes, which is a teacher student taboo, which has, you know, very trigger, like check your trigger warnings because it's very triggering. She is 17, age of consent in Louisiana. So it's not like that bad, but she is under 18, which I don't know. People get really finicky when it's like 17 versus 18. I'm like, what is four weeks going to do in the grand scheme of things when somebody is like, no, fuck that. If it's eight. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. 
It's a teacher-student romance. Then Lessons in Sin is also a teacher-student romance, but he is also a priest. When I tell you, when I tell you that that priest can get it, oh, that priest can get it. The teacher also, like every day, any day, like I am here for a brooding macho man. So those are the reads for the week. Um, my top monthly reads, like if you're like, okay, Allie, give me two books that you, from the month of September that I have to read. Perfect Stranger is the first one. You have to read it. And Flawless, which was the uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, right? The cowboy romance. Those are my two must-haves for the month. So anyways, that is books. I usually catch you guys up on my life, but there's really nothing going on in my life right now. Like, shit is just same shit, different day. Y'all ever have that in your life where you're like, you know, it's just the same shit, just a different day. So... You know, I feel like this whole intro is just me recapping my books because that's what I do for my life. So anyways, there you have it. My top reads for this week and this month. And y'all, I'm telling you, if you have never read and you're like, I've never been a reader, pick up one of these books I'm recommending. Your life and your sex life will be thanking me. Like I have had many husbands DM me thanking me for getting their wife into smut. I feel like I am Allie Griffith here to change women's life one smutty workout at a time. <laughs> you get it? Smutty workout? No, just me? Okay, anyways, I'm a child. So anyways, that is all for the intro. Now let's get to the meat and taters of this podcast. Alrighty, y'all, we are back now. I know if you're like me, you know, you always set out with the best intentions when you do anything, right? If it's fitness, if it's a new job, if it's a new relationship, if it's whatever, right? And you can be a little bit controlling. Like you just have a plan and you want everything to stick to the plan and you want to be able to control all of the aspects of that decision you make, right? But y'all, the thing about life is if what's that saying, right? When we make plans, God laughs because that is the truest statement ever. Yes, it is important to have a plan. It is important to have an idea of what you want to achieve and how you're going to achieve it, right? Nobody can say, you know what? I want to lose 50 pounds and literally not set forth a plan. You're never going to fucking get there, right? It is important to have a plan and steps to get to the goal that you want to achieve. But y'all, we have to remember that the plan is only how it will go down in best case scenario, right? Like if every single day the kids are amazing, your husband's not being an asshole, it sunshines, rainbows, and fucking unicorn shit outside, right? Like if every day goes perfectly, that is how things will plan out. Y'all, that ain't life, right? That is not life. Life is crazy. It goes as unplanned as it can. There are so many things outside of our control that happen on a daily basis. And how we decide to respond to those situations is how we are going to be either successful or unsuccessful, right? So let me use an example. So I am training for a half marathon right now. And sat Sunday, I had my long run. So it was like a 10 mile run. It had intervals. It was fucking hard as shit, right? Well, over the weekend, I had 
unforeseen, very emotional weekend, right? Like it was just an emotionally taxing weekend between family and, and just, I don't want to get into it, but it was just shit, right? It had my mind in the gutter. I went to that run. I was like, I really hope that this is going to be the thing that kind of like jumpstarts my mindset and gets my mindset back, right? But I got there and it did not work that way right? It just didn't. I was not hitting my paces. I was frustrated. My mindset was in the shitter. And I was literally trying to fucking convince myself from mile six that Allie, you've done enough. Like you don't need to do anymore. Like, you know, it's fine. Just do it again. Like it's not going as planned. You're not getting to hit your paces. Like you're just, you're failing all these things. And I had to snap myself out of it and say, yes, It might not be going as planned, but just because the plan changes doesn't mean the goal has to change. And that is the thing that we have to realize going into setting goals and having a plan. It's okay that the plan changes. The goal doesn't have to be right. So maybe your goal is that you want to finish a whole workout program, right? And your plan to do that is get up at five o'clock in the morning every day. Well, today you didn't wake up at five, you woke up at seven. So what would we usually do, right? We would shut down, we would get pissed off. We would say, well, fuck it, I didn't wake up. My plans shot to hell and back. But just reminding yourself, right? Just because the plan changes does not mean the goal has to change. The goal is still you want to finish your workout program. You just have to be flexible in the approaches to which you do it, right? The plan changing. So for my example, right? I had a 10 mile long run. My plan went to fucking hell in a handbasket. And I had to ask myself, right? Okay, so my plan is changing. But my goal is not. I still want to hit my 10 miles. What can I do right now that feels obtainable, that's not going to have me shutting down, that will give me to my end result? And I was like, you know what? We're going to we're going to we're going to take these intervals out. We're just going to easy run the rest of it and we're going to just put some hype music on and really trying to find joy in just the movement. And guess what, y'all? I ended that run stronger than I began because I decided to be flexible in my approach to the plan to be able to achieve the goal that I wanted. Y'all, giving up when things don't go as planned is still deviating from the plan just as much as doing what you can does. Let me repeat that. Giving up when things don't go as planned, right? Throwing in the fucking towel because shit didn't go as planned. Why is, what's the point, right? You let your inner demon really take over. That's still deviating from the plan just as much as doing something, right? But doing something will get you somewhere. It might not get you to the full goal, but it'll get you somewhere versus if you shut down and don't do anything, that won't get you anywhere. If we're going to deviate from the plan, right? If we're going to deviate from the plan, wouldn't we want to rather deviate doing something rather than doing nothing? Because the plan clearly was already shot to hell. So we hide behind this this idea of perfectionism, right? Like if I can't do it perfectly, I might as well not do it. Y'all, that is the biggest crock of shit ever. Because the chances of us doing things perfectly is slim to none. And then if we don't do it perfectly and we don't do it all, guess what? We're just doing it imperfectly. 
Literally, it does not have to be all or nothing. The beautiful thing about life, life happens in that gray area, right? Life happens in the middle of perfection and nothing. That is where consistency is bred. And so y'all, we gotta just remember that as cliche as it sounds, y'all, something is always better than nothing. So if we're gonna deviate from the plan, right? If the plan was perfection, if we're gonna deviate from it, we might as well do what we can so we can still get somewhere. So just reminding yourself as you're setting forth these goals, right? I am the biggest believer in audacious goals, like having big goals. I truly believe in them. I have got a huge goal going in to my half marathon. I am also a believer in if you've got to set a goal, you have to have steps to get to that goal because if you don't, then it's just a dream, right? A goal without steps is a dream and dreams hardly ever happen unless you're working towards them. So having a goal means you've got steps to get there, right? You've got a plan of action to take, but you've got to be flexible in the approach of going towards that goal, knowing that yes, this is best case scenario, but what happens if shit doesn't go great, right? I always like to have a plan right? A plan that if everything goes right, this is how my day would go, right? Like I would get up at five and do my workout. I would, you know, eat this. I would do that, whatever. But then I also like to have a B and a C. So I like to have like, okay, so things didn't go as planned. What can I do? Two things I can do that are still going to help me get to my goal. So I don't completely shut down because I think that is where a lot of people kind of struggle is they, have this plan, right? This big audacious goal and this big audacious plan. And when things like one thing doesn't go right and it can't go perfectly, they freeze up because they don't know what to do next, right? Like, I don't know, like, how do I keep going when the plan's already shot to hell? I don't know the first step. And so already planning that first step, having that first step already in plan will truly help you. All right. So we're going to plan B, right? What everybody says, you got to have a plan A, B, and C. It's the same thing when going with your goals. Have a plan A if everything's perfect. Have a plan B if little bits don't go well. Plan C is your last resort. Maybe you're deep in depression and it's all you can do. That is plan C. And just giving yourself that grace, right? Realizing that every day is not going to be going perfectly, but as long as you're putting forth that effort, as long as you're giving your best in that day, you can end it being proud. But you also have to have a gut check. Maybe if most of the days you're not hitting your goal as plan, maybe most of the days you're not hitting your plan, ask yourself this, is my plan too audacious? Is it too big? Am I trying to do too much too soon? Y'all, we need to stop changing 95% of our lives to try to look 5% better, right? Like how many of us have gone forth and like, you know, I want to, I want to lose a little weight. I want to get a little healthy. And then you go and change everything about your life, right? Everything about your life to change 5% of how you look, right? We have these big audacious goals. Y'all, if you're struggling really hardcore on what you're doing, think about this. The goal might not be the problem. The plan is right. You've got to make sure your plan fits where you are in your life. If you are hardcore struggling, if you are trying to change too much too soon, the goal is not the problem, the plan usually is. And so if your goal, let's say your goal is, I want to 
drop a couple pant sizes, right? So that is your goal. And then if you plan, right, your plan is, um, okay, I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to cut out fast food. I'm going to, you know, eat more vegetables. I'm going to wake up in the morning and do my workout. I'm going to do all these things. And then you find yourself getting overwhelmed and stressed. It's not saying the goal is wrong, right? It's not saying that you can't achieve that goal. It just means that the plan in which you are going to achieve that goal is all wrong. You need to simplify, you need to ring it back, and you need to realize that y'all, the best things in life take time. And we have nothing but time. That this is not a race. We're not trying to get there the quickest. Have a plan for the long haul, which means you're going to change 5% of what you do to be 95% better each day. That is the goal. If you change 5% of what you do, 95% of the time you will follow through with that. Versus if you change 95% of what you do, you're really only going to ever follow through with that 5% of the time. That means we take the slow and steady approach, y'all. I'm telling you, I know I say this in every podcast episode so much, but it truly is the the secret sauce is changing little bit over time so you're more consistent longer, which will eventually get you the results. But I want you to remind yourself this. Stop thinking that this is hard. Stop thinking that you're always going to let yourself down. Stop thinking that you're doomed. Stop thinking it's too late because it is never too late, y'all. Our mindset truly drives our results. And so the longer the longer we let that stay in a negative place, the longer we're going to be unsuccessful. It's going to be like beating a dead horse, right? Like you ain't going to ever resurrect that motherfucker. So you might as well go ahead and try to tame that wild stallion that you have and really work on that mindset. The quicker that we realize that we're in this for the long haul, that, you know, as long as I'm taking those baby steps, you will eventually get there and there ain't no hurry, right? It's not too late. I feel like so many times we feel like it might be too late, right? We get in our mind that, you know, I'm already 30 years old, like it's too late to change or, you know, I'm, I'm already, you know, this far gone. I'm never going to get better. It's just too late. Y'all, we need to stop thinking it's too late. We have our entire freaking lives ahead of us. It is not too late. Yes, maybe you're 30 or 40. Guess what? You still have your better half of the year, your life left. It is not too late to change. Nobody is ever too far in the wrong direction to turn around and go back the right way. You are never too far gone. I think that is something I want to just drill in y'all's fucking heads and something I had to drill into my head that you are never too far in the wrong direction to pop a fucking Yui and go back the other direction and go the right way. Sure, it might take more time if you are really far gone, but you will eventually get there. Has anybody ever gone on a road trip and you're like not paying attention to the GPS and you find yourself 30 miles in the opposite direction? Do you just get pissed off and say, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go home. There ain't no point. I'm never going to get there. No, you cuss, you get pissed off, you pop the Yui and you go in the other direction so you can get to your vacation site, right? That is what you do. Y'all, it is not too late. There is never an instance where it's too late to get to your results. You will get there. 
Even if the plan gets deviated, even if you screw the pooch an entire month, you will get there. You are meant to see the success. You are meant to achieve more than you ever could imagine. But only if you stop holding yourself back, only if you stop letting your mental fucking demons hold you back because you are a bad bitch, right? Like, can we get an amen? You are a bad bitch and you can do it. Hold on, I need a sip of water. I'm hoping y'all are really hydrated because y'all know every time I cuss, you got to take a sip of water because a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. We're still working on stickers, BTW. I'm, I'm in the process of getting them all made up. So anyways, that's neither here nor there. But I just want you guys to really hold tight and losing the mentality that it's too late. It is never too late. You've got to lose that. But it's also, y'all, we've got to lose the mentality of all start win and start gaining the mentality of all start messy, right? Because on the other end of thinking it's too late, we have the, oh, I'll just start when life's less crazy. I'll start when the kids are out of school. I'll start when summer's over. I'll start when the holidays are over. Y'all, there is never going to be a perfect time to start, right? Just like there is never going to be a perfect plan that you will 100% stick to. You've got to stop looking for the perfect time and just start today, right? Today. There is no time better than today and adopting the mindset of, you know what? I'm going to do it messy. That is the thing we say in my boot camp all the time. Messy action will get you there a whole hell of a lot sooner than inaction, right? Like so many people are waiting on the perfect time. They're so afraid to do it messy. Y'all, the beauty of this life is learning as we go. The hardest part about this journey is starting, right? Is yes, you have your goal. You know what you need to do, right? You know how you need to achieve it. The hardest part is just starting and knowing that there is never going to be a perfect time, but that doesn't mean that you don't need to start right now. So as you're going in to the holidays, I get it. It's really fucking easy to say, you know, this is just a stressful time of the year. The kids are out of school. We've got Thanksgiving coming. We've got Christmas coming. I'm just going to start in the new year. No, the fuck you're not. No, the fuck you're not. Because the last thing you need to do is waste three months of your life that you have been gifted. Like, just think, instead of thinking it's too hard, I can't do it, think, what can I achieve if I start right now versus waiting like I always did, right? If you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. Maybe you've always waited till New Year to start. Well, that ain't got you nowhere before. So why not try now, right? October, November, December, we have three months, 90 plus days. What can you achieve in those three months if you just get your head out of your ass and stop waiting for the perfect time and just know that the perfect time is right now? That there's no perfect time, but there is a time and the time is now. Nothing in life is ever perfect, but it all works out perfectly in the end. The idea of perfect right, is so subjective. And I think at the end of the day, especially for me, I look back and I'm like, nothing went perfectly, but it went exactly how it was supposed to go. And that is what we've got to realize is that the plan, yeah, yeah, it's nice. And if it goes great, great. But if not, 
All that matters that you find your way to eventually achieving that goal. So that is what I've got for you guys. Now let's get to our Q&A where y'all ask that bitch, which is me, and I answer y'all's questions. So we're going to go ahead and answer a couple questions and then I'm going to let y'all boot scoot and boogie. So let's get to the Q&A. All righty, y'all, we are back. Let's go into our Q&A. So this first one is, can you talk a little bit more about treadmill running versus road running? Is it not a great idea to train for a race on a treadmill? I'm a single mama and I work full time and in grad school full time, but trying to let these things get in my way. I can't get outside to run because of childcare. My little one is five and at the age where he's too big for me to push in a stroller and can't ride a bike yet. I do have a treadmill at home that I can do short distance on, but I get so bored. So y'all with the summer, I've had to do most of my running on a treadmill um, because the time I have to work out is like to be able to run when my husband gets home from work is like four o'clock when it's 95 degrees and I'll die outside. So I've had to do a lot of treadmill running. And I will say that treadmill running is still going to get you the results that you want on race day. But you do have to make sure that you're putting in the miles and that you're putting in the effort on the treadmill. And you also need to add in some hill work. So if you add some inclines on your treadmill and stuff like that, but it will get you the results. Now I get getting bored on a treadmill y'all. I am telling you when I first started treadmill running, I did like three miles and I literally wanted to gouge my eyes out because it was so pissed. Like I just hated it. And it was around the mindset that I had about like how miserable it was. So a few things that I've found that help because now I do six miles every time I get on the treadmill is I put like a towel over the the numbers so I don't look at any of the numbers. Like I don't look at the numbers. My watch is set on my heart rate. Like I don't look at any of the numbers. I don't want to stress about it. And I just run. The second thing that I do is I make sure I have a really good audiobook. So like I have a really good audiobook that I'm interested in and it helps kind of just take me out of the mind space of like this is monotonous. I'm exhausted on the treadmill. I also do it at the gym right now, which is really great for people watching. So I people watch a lot. Um, but the other thing that you can do is a lot of people use like an iPad and watch a movie while they run. So like doing easy runs and just sitting there and watching a movie while you run. So those are really good options. Just find the one that works best for you. So like I can't watch anything because I can't run with my glasses and I can't see the screen and I get dizzy if I try to all those things. So that doesn't work for me, but the audiobook works for me. So just finding the thing that helps distract you while you are on the treadmill and then covering with like paper or whatever so you don't focus on the numbers those things really really do help but I think at the end of the day y'all it's just about changing our mindset around treadmill running versus real outside running right like yes do we love the treadmill no but can we probably go into it looking at it with a better mindset sure right like the treadmill's your only option it's a beautiful option and it will get you the results that you're wanting as long as you're putting forth the effort that you need to do on the treadmill. So I hope that helps. Um, just, I, you know, it's, it's just consistency. Consistency is what gets it better every single time. Um, and it makes you really, really, really appreciate when you do eventually get outside to run. I will say that. Um, okay. Anyways, 
Let's get to the next question. Alrighty, question number two. I am another one that just hasn't had the motivation, depressed with anxiety. I'm still trying to figure out where to start, when my journey can begin. I'll always have, I've always been interested in fitness, just never have ever fulfilled it. I have friends that do CrossFit, but I'm scared to go. My anxiety has gotten the best of me. I just want to know where to get this damn motivation and where I can start to make myself better. I've always started and then not stuck with anything. I am going to be the first to tell you if you are waiting on the motivation to get started, you're going to be waiting your entire fucking life. Like motivation is not going to be the thing that gets us the results. I think we so many times see that, oh, this bitch is motivated. That's how she gets where she goes. Like she must just have the secret key. Nobody has the secret key. There's no secret key to consistency that makes you motivated to want to do it all the time. The secret key to consistency is discipline and dedication. And so my thing for you is instead of looking for the motivation, knowing that you're not always going to want to do it, but that doesn't mean that you don't need to do it. You just need to find the first step. That is always the hardest part when we're deciding to start our fitness journey or anything is that first step. So what is your first step that seems that it's going to be obtainable? It's not going to stress you out, give you anxiety, right? If you're going from nothing to CrossFit, that can be really anxiety ridden and a big step and you can shut down and not have that motivation to get started, right? Not have that discipline. So thinking about your first step. So maybe your first step is I'm going to go two days a week and go out and take a walk. And then you just compile it from there. But y'all, we've got to stop with this. I hate the word motivation. I literally wish I could just like whip it out of the entire dictionary and it just not be a word anymore. The person that gets results is never the most motivated. They are just the most disciplined. So my biggest advice, lose the word motivation. It's non-existent. There's no such thing. Realize that, yes, with depression and anxiety, it can be a really fleeting thing and feel like it's big to start taking care of yourself because we're just in this like just down state. Think about the one thing that you can do. When I was going through my postpartum depression, the thing that helped me get out of it is I took baby steps. I picked one thing that didn't stress me out, that didn't seem too much too soon, and I leaned into that. So for me, my one thing was I cut back on my drinking, and then I grew from there, right? Because it seemed like the one thing that I could control that wasn't too daunting. So if you're in like a really down place right now, think about what your one thing is that you can control that can get you in the right direction of where you wanna go that's not as daunting. And then once you get that in control, add on and add on and add on. And what you'll see is you eventually will get there. But just realize that every day you're not going to want to do it. Just like every day we don't want to fucking wash our hair or every day we don't want to change dirty diapers or every day we don't want to cook food. That doesn't mean we don't do it. Y'all, part of being an adult is doing some shit we don't want to do because it's what we need to do. And taking care of ourselves is something we need to do. So we need to stop relying on the motivation to do the things that we know we need to do. You don't rely on motivation to make you go to work every day, right? Like, mm, I'm not motivated. Hey, um, boss, I'm not motivated to come today, so I'm just not going to come. You're going to find your ass fucking fired, right? It's the same thing. we got to look at taking care of ourselves the same way. We've got to hold ourselves to that level of accountability. So anyways, I hope that helped. I hope all of this helped. That's all the time we got for questions today. If you 
you want your question answered on the podcast, don't be afraid to email me at bethatbpod at gmail.com. I love answering all y'all's questions. If you have any podcast suggestions, anything, or you just want to chat, you can always email me there. Um, And then if you can do me the biggest favor, if you go over to Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. It really does help the podcast grow and get out there to people. You know, this is just a really fun passion project of mine and I want to make sure we can help as many people as possible. So share, 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 share it on your Instagram stories. Make sure you tag me. I love to, I love to chat with you guys. So anyways, I'm going to leave y'all like I leave you every single time and a world full of bitches. Be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all and I'll see you next week.